0: How are we all today? Oh, you can hear me now. Woohoo! <laughs> well, it should be good. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope it's good. So, before we get going today, I'm going to have you all stand, get the wigglies out. Because I got some stuff to say, and it's some good stuff, different stuff. So, Lord, we just thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for who you are, for who we all are, for you being part of our lives with us. And I just ask that your word would speak to those today that need to hear it and that it would go deep into our hearts and our minds and our thoughts and become a part of who we are, not who we think we are and who's told us. Who we are, but who you say we are and who we are in you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We just praise you. In Jesus name, amen. 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 Woo! Alright, that's it. We're done. Have a good day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go, home Go home and rest. Woo! Yeah, so. <laughs> so, today, we're gonna talk about chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate's like a favorite. Dark chocolate, white chocolate, milk chocolate, pecan chocolate, chocolate melted, chocolate frozen, chocolate ice cream, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Like who does not like chocolate? Is there anybody on the planet that doesn't even like a little bit? Not even a taste, a little bit, like just even a little bit. Like, like that homemade piece of chocolate cake that, that's Right, okay, see once every six months, even that is liking chocolate. But you know like, like, like even that chocolate cake where the person made it all from scratch, not Betty Crocker, but like scratch. And they even went to the chocolate fields where they grow the little chocolate beans or whatever and they picked them and everything and prepared it all from the very beginning. I don't know of anybody who's ever done that, but <laughs> that's a little, that's a little much, but Chocolate is a cool thing in creation. I mean, whoo I mean God put a lot of cool things in creation. He did. But I have to say that chocolate is by far the best. Like to the point now where I'm just gonna start having chocolate first whenever I go somewhere, like a chocolate dessert or whatever. And I'm like the type of person that I can make a chocolate candy bar last like a week because I just want to savor like that moment of chocolate. But I don't want to eat it too fast because then it's gone. And if that, you could do that too. You could buy a lot of it. A lot of chocolate. I watched a movie once where they had chocolate syrup and they poured it over chicken. I still haven't had the guts to try that yet, but I think I'm going to. And they had like cayenne pepper in it or something like that. It looked so good. Like when the movie was over, I was like, I need chicken and chocolate. Who cares about chicken and waffles? We want chicken and chocolate right? (laughs) The double C. But so chocolate, it's an amazing part of creation. We have lots of cool things, but good one there, God. We like chocolate. So when I was a kid and my mom went through the whole salvation time, like, you know, in the 70s when they were, you know, we were Catholic. We were raised Catholic. But then there's like this little-known sect of the Catholic believers called Charismatic. They're like the red-headed stepchildren of the Catholic Church because they operate in all the spiritual gifts and all that. Like, they, they're just a little bit out, out there, but they're still Catholic. So the Catholic Church doesn't, you know, get rid of them because they bring a lot of people in. So anyway, my mom was one of those. And at the time, they were using the end of the world, the end times to get you, to get you and rein you in, you know, and, you know, you don't want to be left behind. Now, mind you, I was in the fourth grade, and I thought kid thoughts, right? So my mom would come home, and she'd talk about Jesus, oh, he's so wonderful, God's so wonderful, But if you're bad or you don't believe in it, you're going to get left behind. And I mean, I used to think like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Then they came out with the movies, Thief in the Night, Distant Thunder, all the stuff, you know. The first one showed where everybody got left behind. Food still cooking on the stove. Cars crashed, airplanes going into the ocean. I'm like, Really? I mean, let's think about that. Would God really do that? I mean, come on. Right? I mean, you know. But he doesn't hate. So if God doesn't hate, like, why would he do that? So it didn't compute to my little kid brain. And it made me scared. Because I was like, I don't want to like, you know, somebody or love somebody that could be mean like that. That could, you know, do that. But I still didn't get it. So I come home, I don't know how many of you, how many of you that grew up during that time remember coming home, coming in from outside to play to get some water and the pot of sauce. Mom's nowhere to be seen, right? Panic. <laughs> right? <laughs> mom, mom! Mom! She's in the bathroom, comes out all upset, you know, thinking you're hurt and then realizes you're not and gets all mad at you, right? Because <laughs> you're not bleeding, like you're not holding your finger in your hand. <laughs> right? I thought you were gone. I thought you were gone. That fear, that like cold, just, I got left behind. I waited too long. (sighs) So it took me a while to decide if I really wanted to follow this God. Well, my mom was, you know, oh, Jesus, he's wonderful, he's wonderful, but... If you don't believe in him, you're going to go to hell. Like the worst thing for a kid, hell, is like not playing or watching TV, right? So then I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get to watch TV. Well, that stinks. You mean I can't play? Well, but still, eh, I could read a book. I could find something else to do. But still that fear. Well, everybody you know is going to go to heaven, but you won't. So I remember this one night when I decided, when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to give this God a try. Because I hear a lot more about this love, and Jesus seems like he's pretty cool. You know? And I do not want to be left behind, and I definitely don't want to go down there. Right? Because you hear all the horrible stuff about it and everything. And I thought, I can do without... TV, I can do without this, without that. Because if God's going to take us to heaven, what's going to be in heaven? And my mom, oh, we're going to praise God every day, seven days a week, all the time. And I'm like, that's not fun. I'm in the fourth grade. I have things to do. And I would think about, what about food? Oh, we won't eat. Well, that's not cool. There's things I like to eat, pizza, different things, chocolate, Right. So I remember going to my mom and I said, Mom, this is serious because I want to know for sure before I just decide that I'm going to accept Jesus. And I know she was thinking like I'm (laughs) going to ask some really profound thing or whatever. And I said, do you think he will let us have chocolate in heaven? And my mom was like, what? And I said, chocolate, Mom. Chocolate. I decided I cannot be without chocolate. She tells me, he's not going to take the chocolate, Hita. You probably have whatever you want there. Well, you just said we don't eat. Well, nobody knows what it's like. You just don't want to go to hell. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. Not in that way, of course, because I was a fourth grader and I was thinking in fourth grade ways, but I thought, huh. I'll get chocolate, and I won't go to hell. Okay. I accept you as my Lord and Savior, Jesus. I love you. Now I'm sure he had to be like, man, this kid. (laughs) Right? So I was thinking about that the other day when I was like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about on Sunday? We don't walk in any kind of power. Because our very beginning belief system starts with fear. So you go out and you're, you know, you want to witness to the girl that you work with. First words out of your mouth. Sinners go to hell. Boy, that's a quick way to turn someone off, right? You start feeding fear. You know, you start talking about what can happen to you if you don't know God? And you, you're saying it because you're going off of what you've grown up in, what you've learned, at least me. That's how I used to be. And then one day I thought, you know, I'm going to ask God. And this was many years ago. I was going to another church, young, and I'm watching all the stuff go on, and I can feel Jesus, I can feel God. And I'm like... I just, I just don't understand how someone who loves us so much would, you know, what does he need me to say? Believe this, believe that. And I'm walking in fear and putting fear on somebody else. Fear and love can't exist in the same place. Just like negative and positive can't. They cancel each other out. So we're all walking around canceled out and in fear with no power. Our words have no power. None. Almost to a point of where it's like, uh, she's Christian. What does that even mean? Well, it means you're a person afraid to do anything or say anything. To not be your authentic self because Sister Jojo might find out that you were at the wine bar having a glass of wine with some colleagues. She said she's Christian. Did you see that big old glass of wine that she had a bottle next to her? Oh man. So you know what you do? You go to Colorado Springs. (laughs) so that the people don't see that you want to have a glass of wine, which, by the way, was one of the very first miracles Jesus performed, which tells me he's a pretty fun guy. (laughs) Right? Like of all the miracles, of all the things, and not only that, but his mom's like, do it. He could have said, no, mom, you're not supposed to drink. My father in heaven makes plants for chocolate, but you can't drink wine. Can we just do flavored water? Who does that? Right? (laughs) So I'm like, but we walk in that fear, like we can't be who we are. So I got to a point where I was like, man, and then, you know, and then your fear begins to turn to anger and frustration because suddenly you can't do the fun things. And I remember for a period of time at a particular church we were going to, way before this one, where it was like, no drinking, no smoking, women barely had a voice. Shh, be quiet. You're in the house of God. I mean, man, just the fear that was like perpetuated. No power, no, you know, just like this fear. Don't share too much with Val. Can't let her know I cussed the other day because then she might not like me anymore. Or she'll rebuke me and she'll say, 17 Hail Marys for my soul. You know? Watch, what, be careful what you watch on TV, which is true. There's a lot of ugly stuff out there. But if you're living in fear of everything, then everything's ugly. So you won't get any power. So how do you be a witness to somebody who sees you basically judge them? Because that's what we start to do. Because we we now have fear, we now have, you know unrealistic way of living we can't be our true human selves so we start to look down on those who do Oh, did you see the way Joanne dressed the other day I can't believe she wore a heel that high what is that by the way I love your shoes so like what is that we find little things to nitpick about you know And and our kids pick up pick up on it right So don't, you know, oh, her parents don't have a lot of money. Wonder what they did. Must be being punished. I have a friend who lives in fear of being punished for every little thing she's done by God. Everything. She's made some doozies of mistakes. One of them, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind me sharing, one of them was the product of something she shouldn't have done at the time. And she ended up getting pregnant and she had a child that's autistic, severely autistic. Now biology tells us that certain couples will get together or whatever and it just happens. There's no rhyme or reason or anything. But according to her, she was punished. And every day of her life, she's punished, 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 and walks in fear of every little thing that she does. Now it's a punishment. I don't know why I'm still in this job. I'm being punished. Oh, well, you gotta be careful! Don't say that. Be punished. I, that's not the God I serve. That is not the God I serve. And love and no. And there was one day she was talking about it, I don't know. It was when I worked at the bank and we we're talking about something she'd done. And she's like, "Well, oh, God's punished me. I got so mad. I was like, he is not punishing you. You're punishing you. And because you have free will and God gives you the desire of your heart, your desire is to be punished because you cannot forgive yourself for whatever it is you've done. And God says, all right, I love you. That's what you want. And because she walks in fear, everyone senses it. And guess what it draws to her? People that are stronger, people that will pick on her, people that will give her a hard time. I'm convinced God put me there for a while to be in her life, to speak life. And to be like, get out of that fear. Eat two pieces of chocolate, dang it. You know? Because, according to the Bible, it says, Second Timothy 1.7... For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So if you're operating in fear, you can't operate in love. can't operate in power. And you definitely aren't going to have a sound mind because you're afraid of everything. (laughs) Walking out the front door, I might be struck by lightning. God, please don't let me get struck by lightning. I mean, can you imagine some of the prayers that go up to him? I got to say... He could probably have a comedy book. We should have, like, the Bible and then the Bible comedy. All the different things that people pray and say, and, oh, don't let this happen to me today. You know? So I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Every time someone hears Christian, I'm a Christian. They're like, oh, she's going to judge me. She's not going to do this. She's not going to do that. So my dad was military right Navy and you know a lot of military guys they cuss and any of you that are military out there thank you for serving may not be here without it it's so one thing my dad taught me you find out they're, they're, in the military, you know they're in the military you thank them you do not know what they give up and for my own family I know what they give up they give up a lot so we go around the base and stuff, right? And you know those, cuss, those sailors cuss, 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 and my dad would walk in with us like on the ship or something, silent, because well the chief was on deck for one, but then he had his little daughters. You don't cuss around the daughters. Guess what? The daughters went home and were like. Bah, bah, beep, beep. was quite the habit to get out of because they were cool words. <laughs> and you can't say them. So then that's even more cool because you're like, oh, oh, I just said that word. My dad doesn't know. <laughs> you had to be real careful, though, not to get overheard by your father. That was never good. But, and we had the fear of, you know, getting in trouble <laughs> for saying the word. But that's one of the things we do. So me, sometimes when I get really, really mad, that's the only word that will express what I need to get out. And then I'll be. If you happen to be in hearing distance, I'm sorry. And I know God just is like, really? Weren't we talking about fruitcake the other day? Remember, you were gonna replace it with that? Yes. But it sounds so stupid. And it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, we're human. We're going to slip up. We're going to make mistakes. It's part of the experience, it's part of living, it's part of who we are. And I'll tell you what I'd rather be around a Christian who's more authentic and real than somebody who judges every little thing I do. You know? I have friends that are homosexual, lesbian, right? And I'll never forget it. The guy and I were talking, and this is when I decided I wasn't going to call myself Christian anymore. Because we were talking, and he said, I just can't believe that you are a Christian. And I was like, why? He goes, well, you cuss. I go, yeah, (laughs) I do. He goes, And you drink wine, well not wine, what did I drink at the time? Malibu or something like that, not real wine. He's like, but you go to church, you're on your praise team. And you've never said anything mean to me or judged me for my lifestyle. And I looked at him and I said, well, I grew up with like, oh my gosh, so much different culture and everything being military, which is a great thing for me. I would have never thought to, you know, that's between you and God. Who am I? He goes, you know, I stopped believing in God a long time ago because someone at my grandmother's church, which was Catholic, had told him that God hated him because... Now, this is a person that was married for 15 years. Had a son, wife, was trying to live this life and he just wasn't happy. And his own wife was like, you know what? You're not happy. I love you. Go be you. Of course, he traded one rough life for another, according to him. But he was like, but I never felt so horrible and so low in my life as when that person told me he hated me. And I thought... How can God knit you, you're knit and wonderfully made in the womb, but hate you because you're just following who you are? That's not for me to say. But we walk in fear of that. So then we create another fear. You can't tell somebody who you are. You can't be you we're supposed to bring the light. We're supposed to bring love, joy, peace. But if we're walking in our own fear, how do we do that? That's why we've had so much stuff taken away from us. You know? All this stuff that goes on in the New Age area. I've met a few people in that area. And I'll tell you, those have got to be some of the most genuine, loving people I've ever met in my life. And guess what? Almost every single one that I've met, they know Jesus. And they don't walk in fear. They're who they are. They're a light how God has them to be. One of them was going to be a brain surgeon. Literally. She quit that because she was like, that is not how I want to help people. That's what my parents want me to do. I love art. I want to help people spiritually through my art. She's very successful in it. Wonderful lady. I've never been around somebody who's had so much peace and love in them. And I told her, how do you do it? I asked her one day. Because I took a class that she had and she says, well, I found Jesus. Jesus. And I let go of all my fear. And her family disowned her for a little while because they were hardcore Christian. But they came around. Because all she did was be who she was. And they saw that she walked in love. She had love. There's love. I think that's what God wants us to be is who we are. So I started telling people, I'm a believer, I'm a follower of the way. And they're like, What's that? <laughs> you know that's what they used to call themselves before Christian came, the followers of the way. Jesus is the way. So then I'd be like, Oh, well, Jesus. What up? I know, right? It's shocking. And I noticed some things when I started doing that, and this was probably about three years ago, really. My, my own vibration, my own frequency, my own self, I started to change. And suddenly I wasn't so afraid to be me. And instead of going up to Colorado Springs and having the beverage with my food, I had it here. And of course, did run into somebody. Oh well. Now, we have to be responsible with who we are, though, too. Because there are people that do struggle with alcohol. So, like, my dad struggled with alcohol, and he went through a period of time where he wasn't drinking at all. And my family were gracious enough, whenever they had parties for my dad, around, when they knew my dad was coming, they would not drink in front of him. Now, is that operating out of fear? Oh, we don't want Louis to see us drinking because... (gasps) No. They were trying to help him. So you're a Christian. You have a friend that you know struggles with alcohol. You go out to dinner. Don't order the wine. Yeah, you can drink it, but what's your motive? Your intention is to help them. Not be afraid. That they're going to see you drink wine. So one of my favorite quotes is, for the love of God. Say it all the time. I get frustrated. It's better than the other F. And there was a girl that started working at the bank with me, right? And she was like atheist. And my other friend comes up to me one day and she's like, "Kendra, can't believe you're a Christian. And I go, why? What do you mean? Am I mean? Have I been mean to her? Have I said something? Have I, you know, she's like, no. I go, well, what? Well, she says, you know, you talk about church, you talk about what you've done, whatever. But then the other day, you said, for the love of God. I go, oh, I did. And? <laughs> she says, well, she doesn't think Christians are supposed to say that. And I go, what am I supposed to say? Well, not that. So, her and I are having a conversation, me and the other girl, and I said, hey, we're talking, I go, by the way, I just want to let you know that you kind of labeled me as a Christian, because I was talking about church and all that stuff and everything, I said, but really, I follow Jesus. He lets me be me. She's like, really? Yeah. It's a great way to open a conversation. You see, the actions more than the words that the people respond to. Like Jesus, it was always his actions. He had a lot of words to say, a lot of words to say. I still haven't memorized them. But I'm convinced it was the action. I'm convinced it was what he carried, being who he is. He'd walk into a room. He'd walk into the town and people would just be like, ah. That's how I want to be. I don't want to walk in fear. I don't want to walk in a room and be like, okay, don't laugh too much. And for heaven's sakes, don't talk about sex.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to anybody,
0: don't get in on the jokes. Don't laugh when they talk it. Make sure people are really uncomfortable to talk around you. Give them a look. Right? Because you're afraid to be you. That's not what God wants. 1 Corinthians two twelve through 13. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So we're divine. We have power. Our words can move mountains, change reality. A simple word that you say to somebody can keep them from going and committing suicide. But if you're too afraid to speak up and be yourself and you walk in like fear and not the power of who you are, you may not say that. What if it's the girl after work? All alone, goes home, doesn't do anything, asks you to go out and have a drink with her and you say, oh, I can't drink. Sorry, I can't go. You basically just told her she wasn't worthy. Of you or anybody else. And if she's already having those feelings, guess what could happen? That might be the one night that she decides to go home and just end it all. The girl that goes to church didn't go with me to have a drink. Because heaven forbid she's seen in a wine bar by someone she goes to church with, who will then turn around and judge her. But that's more important, that fear, than the power to say, you know what? Yeah, let's go. Maybe you have someone who will open up to you who will help you who you can help, that you can be a friend with. So busy walking in fear. And I noticed when I started being more me, getting out of my fear, you know, walking in the room all quiet, not saying hi. When I started walking in me, it was like, whoa, who is that person? Wow! It's like the caterpillar that came out of the cocoon and there's the butterfly. Look at the colors on there. Look at those wings. Because we can get in places where we let people put us in fear and bondage. Family, spouses, people at work. And very slowly you start to work from that level. And not be you. And you begin to lose yourself. And there's like yourself is crying in there, let me out, let me out. And you're like, no, I have to be this way because I'm scared. I'm afraid to walk in my power. I'm afraid to be the speaker I want to be. I'm afraid to go up for that promotion because, oh, I don't speak very eloquently. You'll learn. I don't want to do the bungee jump because the bungee cord might break. Make them pull out a brand new one. And if it breaks, so what? You'll be in heaven. You don't have to worry about it anyway. One of my most favorite lines from a movie. It's called The Thirteenth Warrior. I basically watched it because Antonio Banderas was in it. We watched the movie, right? And it takes place a long, long time ago, you know, blah, blah. And you've got all these warriors and they're getting ready to fight these creatures that they don't know what it is. And it's just coming and killing everybody in the village. You know, and he's in, he's in Arab with all these um, Viking men. So he's little, he's scared, because he's like a scholar, right? Sometimes God will do that. He'll take a scholar and stick you right in the middle of a war. Because you asked for it. I want to walk in power. He's like, okay, but you got to learn first. Here you go. You know, I want to learn to swim. Could I have taken the class? You didn't ask for the class. You said you wanted to swim today. Sometimes you have to be careful. I've learned to be like, okay, God, I would like this, 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 and this. Could you please leave that part out? Unless I really need it. But let me know. Because I used to be the one that was all gun ho and I'd be like, yeah, I want to do it. And then i get in there and I'd be like, oh, wow. I wasn't ready for this.
1: <laughs>
0: right? So you got all these guys are laying in this room, and they're all by themselves. They've all got their swords, and they're pretending to sleep, right? And Antonio Banderas' character, he's just laying there and he's just like, oh my God, I'm scared, I'm scared. You know, he's scared. And there's a guy that kind of took him under his wing and he calls him little brother. And he says, little brother, fear profits a man nothing. I heard that in the Bible somewhere. Profits a man nothing, a woman nothing, a human nothing. All all fear does is keep you from doing what you want to do. That's all it does. And if we are supposed to be people of power, and we're supposed to be the light into the world, and we're supposed to be the ones that are making changes in the world, how are we going to do that in fear? No, instead we grumble and complain. Don't vote for that guy. We don't want him as president. Did you actually go down and vote for the other guy? Because I know some people that didn't. I'm like, why are you mad that he won? Did you vote? No. Well, <laughs> your vote might have tipped the scale. So you're going to complain about what you're afraid of and not try and do anything to change it. One person can change. Be operating out of power and not fear. If you're given the spirit of power because you're a divine being. There's no room for fear. But if you start operating in fear, there's no room for power, love, sound mind, all of that. So what do you want to make room for? Power. And all the stuff that comes with it. Love. Love. Huh? Or fear, where you basically lose everything. And then you walk in fear, then you create your own reality, always losing the job, always, you're attracting all that to you that you're afraid of. If you're afraid to get cancer, guess what you might get? Because see, you're sending that out there. And words like don't, they don't have as much precedent as want, I want. Because God gives us the desires of our heart. So when we say I want, we get the little don't in in front of it, right? My daughter is afraid to sing in front of people. Ah, oh, she has a beautiful voice. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her mom. She really, really does. I'll hear her sing sometimes in her room or outside when she's swinging and no one's listening but God, the angels, whatever. And I'm like, man, how did she get that voice? I'm okay. Her dad's okay. But man people hear her sing and they're like you should sing so I encourage her sing she sang a few times here she gets so nervous she chokes up and she just messes up she hates it since she was three never forget it at the old church she's in her little angel costume made with a pillowcase her little wings they all get up there lined up all pretty on the stage like four they start singing she looks out she sees everybody she looks directly at me I'm sitting in the front because I was helping I'm sorry mama and just starts crying broke my heart and she still is like that because fear It doesn't matter how many people encourage her and tell her what a beautiful voice she has when they hear her sing. She has that fear, whatever it is. So she starts going to county, right? And her music teacher tells the music teacher there, Denae has a wonderful singing voice. She's got stage fright, though. So you know what he does? She comes home from school. She's like, Mom, I can't believe this. Do you know what my teacher did? I'm like, okay, um, first of all, what teacher? You have like seven. (laughs) And what are we discussing so I can prepare? So I'm like, you don't even know. It's almost worse when they're teenagers and little kids, what's going to come out of their mouth. Because you're just like, that's when fear comes in. Okay. (laughs) Right? That's when God gives you like the healthy fear. So he starts talking about this new girl in class. What a beautiful voice she has. She did try out. I'm looking around and I'm like, we got another new girl? It's not dawning on her. He's telling the class. So she didn't, she didn't audition, but I hear really great things about her voice. So Danae Peasley is going to come up and sing any song of her choice for us. She said she took 15 minutes. She had to go to the bathroom. She couldn't find the right song. or oh, they didn't have the one she wanted. Everything, everything. Until finally the teacher said, Danae, pick a song and sing it. Because if you can't sing in front of your classmates, you'll never get where you want to go. And it sounds to me like you want to go further with this. So she said, OK. She her song. She got up to sing, got a little nervous. He told her, you know what? Start with your back facing and then turn around. That's what she did. And when she turned around, she saw all the faces of her classmates going,
1: wow.
0: totally changed her perspective. And I think sometimes God does that to us. If we allow it, we don't want to continue to live in fear. At any given moment, you have the power to say, This is not how my story is going to end. That's Christine Miller. So you can change your story, you don't have to walk in fear anymore. You can walk in the spirit that's given you, not the spirit of the world. Because spirit of the world is fear. It really is. You're afraid of everything. In a parking lot at Walmart, they have those, you know, police monitors now. Because women, children, whatever, getting abducted, right? That's what's fear. Can't even go to the store. But if you're walking in power, you park your car, get out, walk into Walmart, you might have your little knife ready, but that's okay. It's not in fear. It's in power. I'm going to fight back. Or you just get out and walk in and be like, I got angels. Do your job when people start seeing you walk in your power they want some of it they want to be around you more nobody wants to be around a defeated person who wants the painter to paint their house that their own house the painter's house looks horrible you're a painter? look at your house If I was a painter, I would make sure that my house was like, so I could bring clients, fine, but this is my house. I painted it. I'll do twice as good on yours or better. Right? If you want to be a financial advisor, then you better know how to advise on finances to yourself first. Another sick person can't help a sick person. If you're dealing with your own stuff, you're not able to help. That doesn't mean God won't use you. But there has to be something there that's not fear. So I have a few little tidbits to help you step out of fear. If I can make it work. Here we go. I don't do good with technology, so I'm all excited because I put four slides together. Yes! I'm always afraid to mess with it because I I might erase it. <laughs> I might, you know. <laughs> My brother deals with computer stuff all the time and I'd be afraid to do this or that. And he'd be like, Jeanette, seriously? The program is in there. You cannot erase the program that is there. I'm like, I can erase it. I know it. Can you just do it for me? No. If I erase it, I'm going to mess up my computer. I'm going to lose everything. Fear sometimes keeps us from doing things that we need to advance forward. But what you want to do is take responsibility for your actions and beliefs. Be responsible. It's hard to do. But dang it, you know, if you broke the glass, I broke it. Sorry. Not, oh, well, I went to get my purse and I swung it like this and I didn't know the glass was there that Derek put on the table because he didn't put it away like he was supposed to put it away. I didn't do it. If my kid had listened to what I told him to do in the first place, the glass wouldn't even been there. I broke the glass. Take the responsibility. Because you stay in fear if you don't take responsibility. Your job, work, whatever, relationship, whatever. Yeah, I did that. And it's hard to do. So I always try and do like two out of three. <laughs> Be responsible twice and the third time, eh. wasn't my fault I'm convinced God thinks that's funny I'm convinced he's just like really you're just gonna do it again <laughs> until you I'm like that's fine but right now I'm not
1: taking responsibility
0: because I'm afraid of the consequences move on. But the more you take responsibility and the more that you start changing things, the more in power you walk. And that's what I started doing, changing little things. And the more in power I began to walk. And then people who are not walking in power began to resonate differently with you. And it causes some issues, but eh. You're here, they're here. They'll either eventually get there, or they'll go, or you'll just figure out a way to interact there. As long as you're not walking in fear. And letting them control you. I mean, can you imagine if God would have just like, you know, been like, oh, these little creatures I made, they scare me. Why did I make them? I don't think he did that. I really don't think he did the flood. I like that. I think he's like, get on the boat, get on the boat. And all the people are like, no. I mean, seriously. Because we'll do that. No, I don't want to. I want to stay in my fear. He's like, all right. It's going to take you longer to get where you want to go, but okay. Oh, gee. Be authentic to your heart. That's another hard one to do. Because we've been told for so long, and been afraid for so long, that our hearts are deceitful. It lies to you. No, it doesn't. Your brain lies to you. Your brain is the one that lies to you. I used to love it when my son would get in trouble for something and he'd blame his brain. Mom, I tried to do what you said. But my brain told me to do it this way and I just, I listened. That's kind of half responsibility. If we walk with our heart, which is full of love, compassion, who we are, it's not hard to be authentic to it. That's what authentic is, following your heart. Changing the job. If if you really don't want to be a banker, then don't be a banker. Because I'll tell you what, God's going to be like, seriously, this is the second time I have to kick you out. Make choices for yourself. I find myself struggling in this area a lot, and I still do. I'm always afraid of people being mad at me. Oh, I don't want so mad at me. So a lot of times, since I was a kid, military growing up, you know, make my decision, because I didn't want to be alone. So I was afraid. And one day God is like, Jeanette, Seriously? You have all these angels. You have all the spiritual team. You have me. Jesus is like me. Do you really think you're going to be alone? Really? Do you really think everybody on the planet is going to end up hating you? Because you decided you didn't want to go see that movie. It's silly when you think about it that way. Make a choice for yourself. If you don't want to go to wherever, then don't. Don't go and say you're going to do it and do it just so no one will be mad at you and then grumble the whole time. And then you're in fear about it. Make choices for yourself. If you're being authentic to your heart, it should be easy. And you can do it at any age. Fourth grade to 97 you can still step out of fear and walk in that power. Be willing to stand apart from the crowd. That's a hard one. It is. It's really hard to be the one that's not going along with the flow of the drinking. Everyone at the party is, and you don't want him, because you don't want him. Like, I've never been much of a drinker because my dad was an alcoholic. And I was always in fear of becoming one myself. So I wouldn't do a lot. And again, one day, God's like, Really? You've seen what it does? It's okay. Because all I would do is resent people who would go and have a drink or something and be like, Man, look at her drinking over there. Her red shoe really called a ruby slipper but I described it right because I was afraid and then I wasn't fun to be around Nobody wanted to hang out so step into your power we have a lot to give every single person is here for a reason we have a purpose to walk in our power. Be the light. Be our divine selves. Don't be afraid to talk to someone new. Be who you are. I found that when I started being who I am, really, people are like, Wow. You're kind of fun. Like, really? Hmm, I always thought I was. How did you not know? Oh, yeah, because I stayed quiet. Worried about what they were going to say. So stop allowing fear to invade you. We are the light. And God is not going to take the chocolate. In fact, he wants to give us all chocolate. More every day. So when I was getting ready for this message, I was like, okay. This is what I'm going to talk about, God. I'm sitting there, what can I do? He said, go buy chocolate and make sure everybody gets a piece before they leave today. I have chocolate. Val has chocolate, actually. (laughs) So before you leave, make sure you get your chocolate. That's your first step out of fear and into your power and who you are. So God, I thank you. I thank you that you showed somebody the recipe for chocolate and it continues. I thank you, Lord, that we are powerful beings that we can walk in the path that we choose because you give us that ability. I thank you, Lord, that you experience every part of life with us every step of the way and that you know our hearts. Teach us to find ours. Amen. Gracias.